and we are rolling. Da, 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 da. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this mass movement, destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow, it is we, mass movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. Welcome to episode 46 of Mass Movement Presents. Um, sponsored by Engineer Records. It is. Tim is fresh from Disney and is very bouncy and bubbly, and so we're going to get into that in a bit. He's that thing that you've never seen before, and he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we have a happy Tim on our hands today. Which is disastrous for all concerned. So, uh, as you would expect, we're going to have a full review of Disney World and uh, everything you know that's been updated there over since, since Tim last went. Um, we're going to talk uh, Peacemaker, Batman, Moonlight. We're going to continue... Our Doctor Who insight. Yeah. I'll run through the Doctors. I'll run through the Doctors, yeah. We're going to go to the third Doctor this time. Uh, we're going to deep dive Mis- The Misfits, and we're going to look at a new album from Ignite, amongst other things. I'm so, going to say goodbye to a fallen hero. Oh, yeah, Neil Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, he can barely contain himself, so we'll, we'll unleash him now. And Tim, how is Disney World? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I'll tell you All right, then. Let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, awesome. Good, yeah? Awesome, man. Yeah. Just awesome. Absolutely just, yeah. Woo! So, yeah, this time out, you would have done um, Smuggler's Run for the first time. I did. Um, and I, I know from <laughs> from the messages I was getting, I'll... I'll, I'll uh, oh, mate. Uh, I, was, I was just like teary-eyed middle-aged guy like seeing the falcon for the first time was just like oh my god it's real it's <laughs> but um i mean the ride itself is cool though, oh the ride is freaking yeah. awesome how can it not be you get to fly the falcon yeah right? yeah yeah and I watched, wrong. like so my wife was sat next to me in the co-pilot's chair yeah right and i resisted the urge to shout punch a chewy at her because <laughs> the only person she's a punch there wouldn't have been the hyperdriver would have been me <laughs> yeah sparked me out there <laughs> but um oh mate it's so good it's like a cross between uh star tours and um mission space and yeah, yeah. so it's like a, a fully immersive 4d ride and then you get to go to fly through hyperspace you get to steal cargo you get to shoot tie fighters it's the tits fucking a uh, what else is, you said there was like a market around there as well, yeah, yeah there's a market on there and i had blue milk um and just wandered around and absorbed the goodness and you know tried to stop myself getting too sweaty eyed while i was there <laughs> pick me merch or was it all no, sort of like no, mate, overpriced? Just, no, like, well, oh. The thing is, because we were there for like um, the cheer competition, the, cheer competition, yeah. the ICU and the ISF, I, my money was spent on like my teenage daughter and yeah. competitions and, you know, just feeding and drinking, just having a good time um, and not clutching the house up with things that, you know, didn't find their way home with us anyway. <laughs> as much as you'd like to. As much as, yeah. Yeah. I could have spent a fortune there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally could have. I mean, you've seen the photographs from the merchant. The sand caller you showed, yeah, yeah. You showed me. You know, if, if I could have figured out a way to leave all my clothes behind and just put them at home, I would have done. <laughs> literally. Pack your clothes into yeah. that. Oh, f- these clothes, I don't need them. I'd just be naked. <laughs> naked playing my sand crawler. That's all I need. 
funny enough, the first time I went to Florida, we were in, we were in the queue at the airport, and this uh, somebody behind, like I suppose we rocked up to them. Somebody it was in front of us. They looked, they turned to us, and we had like, you know, our two suitcases each. Yeah. And uh, they looked at us. They went, "Oh, never been to Florida, have you?" <laughs> and we were like, "How do you know that?" He goes, "Oh, because you you'd pack a lot lighter if you had." <laughs> he, was, he was literally there, and he's like, you know, tying his shorts, vest. Yeah. And a carry bag. <laughs> well, this is this was like so you get a twenty three kilo weight allowance on the plane, yeah. right? When we flew out, mine was ten. Yeah. And when we flew back, it was fourteen. Wow. Okay. So you know you just learn how to to pack these things like t shirts, shorts, trainers. That's all you need, and a hat to you know so you don't go yeah, yeah, in yeah. the sun. <laughs> so what else did you where, where did you go in um in the parks then? You went to... so we did Magic Kingdom, uh, Epcot. Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Yeah. We did all four parks, apart from water parks. Because MH1 went to Volcano Bay, which is like the the universal water park. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did I had a little trudge up and down International Drive, some time to myself, and I actually got to read the book for pleasure rather than, you know, to review the or need to. work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, I did it for fun rather than, you know, having to do it. Yeah. Which was kind of awesome. Anything changed much out there since we last? Um... Not really. Was Pirates the same? Was that Pirates is exactly the same. Yeah, Apart yeah, yeah. from Pirate Red has taken a much more central role on the ride. Right, okay. So, you know, before she's been auctioned off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that whole auction scene has changed completely. So it's now oh, she's like okay. in charge of auctioning off chickens and saying how shit men are. Right. Okay. Basically, Johnny Depp's still popping up and down on the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Amber Turd hasn't got to him yet. <laughs> Give it time. Give, Give it time. time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, not really. Um. I mean, this is probably the last time we'll get to ride Splash Mountain because it's changing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, the mansion was just amazing as it always is. Yeah, yeah. You know? And just getting all weepy eyed and teary eyed when you see, oh, you know, it's the mansion. <laughs> I mean, oh. Well, you'll be hearing them little uh, tidbits of this throughout uh, this podcast. Yeah, uh, Chris is going to drop them in through it. Yeah. Like, you know, you could hear me weeping and wailing. And, uh, T- Tim know. was our roving reporter. Yeah, wandering <laughs> around, like crying. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you got it. I mean, some of you do sound so much. What is cool though is in in Epcot. Well, you talk about the changes there, like the US place, you know, the US land, USA land, with the USA experience, the American, yeah, American yeah, yeah. experience. They've now got a smokehouse there, so it's like a proper Ooh. barbecue place. Nice. Oh, dude, so good. The brisket there, yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. Plus, you know, they serve like Kentucky uh, brewery, Kentucky bourbon, yeah, yeah, pale ale, cream pale ale. God, it's so good. Oh, and yeah. Dogfish Head, 60-minute pale ale. So, 60-minute IPA. So, th- these guys should be sponsoring us. Yeah. Like, send us all your beer now. <laughs> shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to Dogfish yeah, Head. Well, yeah, because you did, you found like a, a couple of good beers around there, didn't you? Oh, I always do. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I try to, anyway. Um, like, It's mong- proper mongo juice everywhere. Like this. <laughs> You can put him in the middle of the Sahara and he'd find the IPA Here's a craft beer stand if you were <laughs> yeah. missing. If you'd found it, you would have survived. Um, yeah, so, no, it's like little bars and things and, you know, just trying out, like, the local breweries rather than the big, massive breweries. Yeah, yeah. Even the hotel where we stayed has its own in-house beer. Okay. Called um, Gator... Gator something. Yeah, yeah. I what it's called. But, you know, first thing we landed, we got a six-pack of that and just sat there and drank it. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was, you know, you got in the hotel, chuck your case down, beer, just because it's so hot, you know, I can, you know, been on the plane for nine hours, and <laughs> travelling for God knows how long, stayed at the Murder Hotel, and now we moved on to this big... Murder Hotel, yeah, it was wonky pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. But it's cheap, and yeah, you yeah. park your car there for two weeks. Yeah. So, you know... That's all you want. That's all you need. Yeah, it's only one night stay, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, just so all you want to do is sleep, you know, barricade the door. 
Sit, put, put a chair underneath the lock, Lex. And you're good. Screaming, you can't hear the screaming. And, um, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Our team Wales, who we went, are now world champions. Yes. Uh, adaptability cheer world champions. Um, Shout out Team Wales. Dude, they, was, awesome. it was so emotional. I was, I was you know, proper sweaty-eyed there. <laughs> proper sweaty-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well done, Team Wales. That's awesome. Yeah. So what else do you want to know? Ask me, ask you, it'd be better if you ask questions and I should pose to me some questions, Christopher. And I'll I pose you some questions. Christopher, yeah. Okay, then. Um, so was the Haunted Mansion, because I know that's your favourite, yeah, yeah. gets you all teary-eyed. Yeah. Is, is um, the Millennium Falcon, is that up there with it? Yes. Or, yeah? That's yeah. now like joint. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Straight in. The thing is, right, the Falcon, when you see the Falcon, you don't know how you're going to react yeah. until you actually see it. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee you, if you spent like we have, yeah. 40 years watching Star Wars, and with Star Wars an integral part of your life. Yeah. And that ship has become an icon of, you know, everything that yeah, 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 sure. geek culture represents. Mm. The minute you see it, it hits you. Bang! And you just... Because you said it's like, it's, it's it's not something you can see from a distance either. It's kind of... Yeah, you just round a corner, and there it is. So you've got that like, instant sort of... Yeah. It's like, what's worse like, you know like Luke, when Luke... First, he's the Falcon when he wants in the hangar bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Oh, wow. You, it's that same sort of... Yeah. You know, people go, what a hunk of junk. No, mate. <laughs> this is the Falcon. Shut up, you cheeky prick. God. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, mate, it's so good. Millennium Falcon, man. <laughs> Unreal. In the queue for smugglers, run. Wow. It's... <laughs> Mind-blowing. It's more beautiful than it could be. Just... Yeah. 40 odd years of fandom here. Wow. Just wow. And you did the classics as well, didn't you? You did like, um, you did like Snow White and. No, we did the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I don't, we don't do Snow White. I, I said. Sorry, yeah, Seven Dwarfs Mine so, Train, yeah. Mine Train, what are your thoughts on that ride, Emma? Um, funny, fun, but not worth a 90 minute wait. No, definitely not worth a 90 minute wait, but we've done it at last, so it's done, we're done. So, where to next? Who knows? Just have an adventure. They didn't do um, It's a Small World or Peter Pan because the queues on them were still ridiculous. Like, really? Yeah, Small World was still like 90 minutes and uh, Peter Pan was like nearly two hours. But like, Pirates was 10 minutes. Okay. So, you know, you, yeah, you're yeah. going to do pirates, do yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Splash Mountain was 90 minutes close to. Splash Mountain. Emma, thoughts on Splash Mountain, all the cracker rides, as commonly called. Well, it was brilliant, and I got soaking wet, and so did Tim. Indeed, wet through. And Emma thought it was all worthwhile, because Tim went. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, in the back. So there we go. And now heading on to pirates. And you had to do that because you said it was the last. Yeah, yeah, time yeah. Ago. I mean, it, it is the it is the cracker ride, but you know, now it's going to be changed. Yeah, yeah. It'll be different. And like, I hate getting soaking wet. So, I always get soaking wet. <laughs> so what's the plan to get back there? Uh, next year or the year after. Yeah. And it, 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 it all depends when Shawn gets back to cheer. Cause, like the cheer competitions break up nicely, and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool to go. Look at the champions yeah. now. They've got to go back, haven't they? Yeah, well, yeah. And defend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, they don't go back to defend it, but they, you know, they, they will be able to go back. You watch me get the Chilean in the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I must mate, go. Mate, mate, you know what I mean? Rosalind, <laughs> where we stay, Rosalind on point. Yeah. It's great. It's a really sort of proper American motel. Oh, okay. And it's just, 
Yeah. Nice. The car park's filled with chargers and F-150s and C-10s. And he's just like, you know, I'm home. This is like, you know, redneck Crackerville for me. Without <laughs> all the terrible racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. I did ask you about that, didn't I, when you came over. And I'm glad you didn't see get to see that. That's the ugly side of Florida, like, you know. You very rarely do, you know. Yeah. It's, it's overblown and overplayed by, by the media. Yeah. You, you know, it's like I said to somebody, why is it you love America so much? Because Americans are awesome. Because they will, without reservation, invite you to their homes, let you drink their beer. Yeah, yeah. We won't hand you over their daughters, but you can, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can diddle their sisters. <laughs> and no, Americans are the, are the it's some of my favorite people in the world. They yeah, really, I agree with that. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. much nicer than, than our snobby assholes who live in this country. Yeah, agree. Um, and you can sit down and have a drink with anyone. Literally, you can sit down and drink with anyone and just chat with anyone. Yeah, just start you know, and just, yeah. just shoot the shit. And politics doesn't matter. Religion plays no part in it. it's just yeah. people being people and having a great time like you just said the media shows the worst side of the world isn't it you know oh we did go to the animal king we went to the animal king on the last day as you know yeah yeah, yeah. so we did expedition everest right yeah another 60 minute wait for an awesome ride yeah did um they did uh the water ride there was it tiki well, the, oh the tiki um, tiki run no tiki Oh, whatever, the, the water ride, the yeah, 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 yeah. rapids yeah. thing there. And I went to a little bar in Africa and just got beer. Nice. But we went Good to, to <laughs> We went to the Animal Kingdom Lodge and, and uh, a Bobo restaurant there yeah. for a buffet. Yeah. For la- like the last nice meal. Yeah. And it's like, how much can you possibly eat to make this worth every single fucking penny? You just watch me. <laughs> Six courses, mate. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Six Bloody courses, hell. Including... Big old plate of curry and rice. Really? Yeah. Uh, chowders, meat, Bloody more meat, hell. more chowder. <laughs> so was that your best? Oh yeah. Well, so, so yeah. What was the best place you had? You told me it was the worst. Yeah, um, um, Boma, I think. In the African Boma yeah. or Sloppy Joe's. Okay. Sloppy Joe's down on International Drive because the burger there was just fucking to die for. Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy Joe's. Nice. Um, yeah. Just some great pizzas out there. Um, yeah, it was just a really, really good time. Cool. You know, I, I'm ready to go back you know the thing is, is the parks are crowded again yeah yeah but it's people wandering around not necessarily going on rides okay you know so yeah like it, you people are just happy to be there I think. yeah you don't <laughs> you'll get wait time in restaurants and you can get on the, the rides easily enough you know you're not, yeah you're mental times apart from like avatar yeah okay Animal kingdom which is still two and a half three hours wow queuing yeah you know and dinos down there like 25 minutes yeah 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 that. yeah and yeah uh so yeah, two and a half hours. Shit. Yeah, it was mental. So bloody hell. And because it's because of where it is, it's all out in the sunshine, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. You, you know, baking in the hot sun. It's two, <laughs> did two hours for the Tower of Terror. The key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You just crossed over into. and the glitter of a bustling young movie town at the height of its golden age. The Hollywood Tower Hotel was a star in its own right, a beacon for the show business elite. Now, something is about to happen that will change all that.
much of the one we have just witnessed. Tonight's story of the Twilight Zone is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. This, as you may recognize, is a maintenance service elevator, still in operation, waiting for you. We invite you, if you dare, to step aboard, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. And this elevator travels directly to the Twilight Zone. Okay, that's worth it. Tower Tower is awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites. But yeah, it was just an amazing time. Absolutely amazing. Can't wait to get back. And I'm trying to figure out a way to get out there fucking permanently at some point. Because, yeah, I'd rather tip all of this fucking shithole country. <laughs> make it happen, man. Make it happen. Gotta make it happen. This is Roger from Agnostic Front. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. So let's, um, yeah, Move so on. that's some, been some super good news. That's some super good news. Uh, this was super bad news. Super bad news. Neil Adams. Uh, Neil Adams died. Passed away, yeah. yeah. 80 years old. Yeah, so um, you got a longer uh, I love relationship I, I with love Neil Adams. Neil work. Adams, Batman artwork. Yeah, I love Neil Adams Green Lantern artwork. Yeah, it was Neil Adams who made me fall in love with Green Lantern, who's arguably, as we've discussed before, my favorite superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough about ten years ago to actually get to interview Neil. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, wow. So I was expecting to be on the phone. We were told. I was told I was going to get like 20 minutes with him. Yeah. I was on the phone for over an hour because he didn't want to stop talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was everything I hoped he would be and everything awesome. know, I wanted him to be. Like, remember when the Superman film came out? And yeah. it was uh, it, w- it was about to come out and there was no recognition for Sheaston and Shugo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neil Adams made them. That's it, right, It's yeah. Neil Adams who forced DC and Warner to, to change their mind and put, put it up. It's Neil Adams yeah. who made uh, comic book companies more aware of creators' rights and made, made them pay creators fairly. Yeah, so, this is all Neil Adams. This is a dude who you know knows what was fair, knows what was right, and battled for it all his life. He was a fucking legend, and yeah, you know, I got to spend like I said sixty minutes talking to him. Wow, okay. And it's as Pickens has noted before, right? It doesn't matter which musicians you've spoken to in your life. Mm. You got to speak to Neil Adams. Yeah, for yeah. you, that was everything, and he, he's right. You know, yeah, I yeah. Got to speak to Neil Adams so for me, it was everything. Oh wow, okay. And he was just a well, really wonderful guy. Like, what's his last? What was his last work? Is he, work, he was still working yeah. I haven't read any Neil stuff for a while. Because don't, I, just, I don't think he has, to be honest. No, but he's... Yeah. Just looking out, it doesn't look like he has. Yeah. But uh, 70s and 80s, he was still doing stuff, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That was the peak this stuff, is, wasn't it? His, you know, that was what got me into Neil Adams. This is what made me a Neil Adams diehard. So which Batman was he? Would he... Right, so th- it's Neil Adams, right, who turned yeah. the Joker around from like you know this. He, he gave Batman edgy again. You know, like Batman was all campy coming off the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Neil Adams turned that all around. Okay. It's Neil Adams who turned the Joker back into a homicidal lunatic. Right. You know, okay. Gotcha. Made him the Joker that we recognise today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Neil Adams who created John Stewart. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know the African American Black Lantern. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Green Lantern. Sorry. He did that. That's him. That's Neil Adams. You know, because he believed in society as a whole. He believed in the, the innate goodness of people, and he believed in inequality. He brought in Rashad Gould as well. He brought in that yeah. whole story. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, okay. The dude was just a machine, and he was absolutely unbelievable. I'm going to miss him always. That was brave, wasn't it, to do that? I mean, Batman was popular. Oh, yeah, he, as Neil, Adams, Neil Adams didn't give a shit. You know, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. going to do? Do you going to fire me? Good, I'll walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Literally, I will walk rather than, you know, compromise what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that is a rare... Yeah, for sure. In sort of integrity. You know, he wasn't... My, my, yeah, he liked to make money. We all like to make money. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we all like to know the, the, 
what the, what we do is valued. But Neil Adams wasn't afraid to say, "Fuck you, I'm gone." Yeah, if, yeah. You know, somebody wanted to compromise his artistic integrity. It's brave to take that character, though, isn't it? Like that Joker character, and like you know, it's, and Batman, like you say, and yeah. sort of, you know, it was popular then. You know, the, the campy one. And yeah, then he just turned the dial again. back up to eleven, yeah, which yeah. arguably enabled Frank Miller then to come in and create the Dark Knight. Yeah. Turns. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for Neil Adams, you wouldn't be able to have Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Yeah. I, I, and Batman I would wouldn't say, be the Batman we don't no, know. No, and yeah. I would say you wouldn't even have Frank Miller's Daredevil because yeah. it was it was Neil Adams pushing the boundary, with, with along with his writers that enabled other people to follow in his stead. Yeah. Do yeah. what he was doing and just turn the dial up a little bit further. Well, yeah, that's so sad, man. R.I.P. Neil Adams. Yeah. Sleep well, Neil. Good and, um, man. Speaking Thank of uh, the Batman. You haven't, you haven't seen it yet, you? I, I'm not going to either. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. You don't, I love Batman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't love Robert Pattinson's sulky-ass Batman. I really, I don't love <laughs> a petulant, te- you know, post-teenage Batman. It's all his bullshit out on Alfred, right? Yeah. I don't need that, right? <laughs> Alfred's the dude who raised him. Bruce Wayne respects Alfred, right? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Wayne is... <laughs> sulky teenage... <laughs> you know? I thought you were into the R-Pass Batman initially. I like the look of the trailer. But yeah, the yeah. more I read of the reviews, right? okay. And is there any need for it to be three hours long? Yeah, that was that was a bit of sore on the ass. Do you know yeah. when I knew I wasn't going to like this Batman? Yeah, Siobhan went to see it, right? Yeah, and she liked it. She doesn't like Batman. Okay, that's how I knew yeah. I'm not going to like this because it's not Batman designed for me. Yeah, okay, right. It's not a Batman designed for the fans. It's a Batman designed for a different generation to bring people into the Batman mythology. Yeah. Without ruining Batman mythology and because you've got the multiverse now this doesn't have to be our Batman this can be anybody's Batman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah I'm not down with that I, I liked it I, I mean, like the idea I, I, I don't know where I like it in all the other Batmans I don't know where I, I place it yet right so is he as good as Christian Bale in your uh yeah as a Batman as good as Affleck maybe oh uh, see I, I thought as good as Keaton because I know how you feel about Keaton yeah again no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I do like Keaton. We have very different ideas. Well, again, I, I think it's just that, like, that maybe four or five year age gap. But can you se- separate Batman from the movie I was in? For example, I didn't... Can I, didn't... I separate the character from this film? Yeah, for example, I Absolutely. think Val Kilmer was okay as Batman, but the movie wasn't that good. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, so so maybe our... So Pattinson's did... Batman is okay, yeah. but the plot, the overall plot of the film is a bit like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too... Like you're not a big a teenage goth for me. Yeah, you're not a big yeah. fan of the '89 Batman, are you? But did no. you like Keaton as Batman, or did they go hand in hand with you? Not really. No. Okay. Um, because he was better as Bruce Wayne. Right. And my idea of Batman is always that Bruce Wayne is the mask that Batman wears, and not. Okay. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're paying more attention to Bruce Wayne than you are to Batman as a character. There's the balance is wrong. Okay. In, in, in that makes sense. Opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I kind of preferred Christian Bale as Batman because you know you could see how awkward he was as Bruce Wayne. He wasn't supposed to be, Bruce yeah. Wayne. he'd become Batman. That was it. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm Batman. <laughs> what he did do with um, this one is with the Batman is I like the look of the car. The car is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. But they brought it back down, sort of like almost street level. Is like his tech is not that good anymore. It's not that good. Yeah, but it's it's just like he's like year two or year three of Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he hasn't really founded it, the idea yeah. that he's going to be. It's a bit more basic, a bit more grounded in reality. And there's no fucking Batcave, is there? There's a what you might call a Batcave. Well, but... I don't know, no, no. 
It's there or is there? No, I'm watching my call. Okay, he has like a secret it. entrance don't, to a secret place. Don't which... make excuses for like, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to pretend that this is a back game. Close my eyes and pray really hard. It's more of a back, back shed. <laughs> in the way somewhere. Uh, uh. <laughs> Mr. Babbage said, uh, not happening for me. Unless you're a back game, I'm not interested. Well, the, the car is phenomenal. And the car has a scene all of its own. It's, it's just a muscle car. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You don't see it until this particular point in the movie. Right. And there's just like the star plane and you just hear this like fucking hellish noise and it's the fucking, um, the turbo, the turbine. Supercharger. The supercharger. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh my so God. The, so you hear a whine, you hear a roar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whine is the supercharger. Right, okay. So every time you hear an engine whine like that, that's yeah, yeah. got a supercharger on. Because a supercharger, you want to geek out here and be a fucking proper nerd now. A supercharger forces more air into the engine. As it sucks the air in, that's where you get the wine from. Oh, okay. Right? So it there basically increases the combustion rate within the combustion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More petrol, more air, more bang, more spark, more power, boom. Supercharger. <laughs> Thanks for that. There you go. <laughs> the mechanics. And I thought um, Riddler was awesome. Uh, the guy who played the Riddler. Fucking Paul amazing. Paul Dano, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Paul Dano, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Really good. I really like what they did with the Riddler. I liked Commissioner Gordon, played by uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, well, Jeffrey Wright's brilliant everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's the best Felix Leiter ever. Yeah, I liked him in uh, Westworld as well. He was in Westworld. Yeah. Um, a bit too up his own arse in Westworld. Colin, Colin Farrell, unrecognisable as Penguin. See, Colin Farrell's done the wise thing, right? Because Colin Farrell's a bit of a knob. Yeah, and Colin Farrell I agree. Said, I'm going to take some supporting roles. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he made that film, uh, the last guy Richie film, the last but one guy Richie film, The Gentleman. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. With, and arguably, that's Colin Farrell's best performance ever. Yeah, I agree in with my, that. my mind. Yeah. And it's Hugh Grant's best performance ever in that film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so it's good, yeah. Report, that's yeah, yeah. Is, it makes me want to watch the, the gentleman all the time, just yeah. to see Hugh Grant being like a complete sleazebag, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can believe that. And, and this version of Gotham in this movie, was, it's the dirtiest, shittiest Gotham I think we've seen in any of the movies. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a proper... Pure filth. Oh, God, yeah. Pure filth, yeah. And 1970s New York. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Basically, that's what it's fucking big. That's Gotham's always yeah, I, I watch New York, it because of that. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the New York I was, oh, seedy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going back to Paul uh, Dano, Dano, Dano. Um, fucking amazing as a regular. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I want to see more of him for sure. Have so you that film? Have you seen a film called Victims with. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything else. Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Oh. Watch that. Yeah. Watch that. Paul Dano. Yeah. Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal in that film. Okay. It's, it will, especially being a parent, right? It will kick you so hard in the face. Oh, shit. Right? Okay, one of those. Dude, just watch it, man. Seriously <laughs> good. Seriously, seriously good. Hey, this is Sean Killian from Violence, and you are listening to Mass Movement. Cool, man. Well, that's it. Let's move on to uh, something we, we both agree we, that we like. Righto. Peacemaker. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, How freaking good was Peacemaker? Best TV of the last oh, just. couple of years. <laughs> fucking amazing. Awesome soundtrack. John Cena being... Yeah. How I mean, who knew John Cena could pull that out? Of yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, The Rock has got to be looking over his shoulder and shitting himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's like, fucking Cena. Fuck. I knew from the, from that opening... I saw the opening bit and then the opening credits, I was like... I'm going to love this. Oh, man, it's just yeah. so, so, so good. Yeah. It's, it's funny, it's gritty, it's... Uh, it's everything you want. It's just, Eagly. 
and, and the fact they put Vigilante on screen after all this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just made him a complete bloody psychopath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a sociopath with psychopathic tendencies. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> but my toe, they've cut my toe. They're trying to cut his toe. Oh, the toe. Oh, yeah. The toe, yeah. That was just grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was. can't walk with my toe. No, no, I'm pretty sure it's a big toe. No, no, it's the pinky. <laughs> yeah. Friends don't leave friends have their toes cut off. <laughs> And it's a good um, supporting cast as well. They're all uh, Robert Patrick. Is, he terrifies me in most things, but uh, yeah, but you know, as a tubby middle-aged yeah. white supremacist, yeah, thinking Jesus Christ, look at that hair. But then look, look, you nasty Joe, <laughs> doing your little Zeke Hiles and going into jail with all your cracker mates. But then again, you see him in the opening credits, but doing that sort of flash dance by his, <laughs> sort of, by his genitals. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I, I cannot wait for season two of that. Oh, it is, it's, oh, uh, yeah, and well, James Gunn's writing and directing the whole next season as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be something special. So that, uh, yeah. Oh, man, it was just so, and so funny. Yeah. It's completely irrelevant. It's more like, like, like a grown-up Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that's James Gunn's sensibility. It. Yeah, yeah. Running all the way through it. You know, grown-up Guardians of the Galaxy, without spaceships and, like, a big budget for the superhero team. Yeah. All they've got to rely on is muscle and, and you know, and, and killing people. And people do get killed all the time. Yeah. Yeah, badly too, really, really badly. And the fact that they didn't shy away from that awful helmet—that was brilliant. They didn't yeah. try to, you know, jazz him up and give him a decent-looking helmet. They but, kind of hinted towards it because it was like a bunch of because his dad uh, designed a bunch of helmets. Yeah, yeah. but it was like no, no. Well, yeah. you got the shit one, and, yeah. and the, the white dragon, the cracker racist, yeah, the great costume, and look at you. But he owns it, don't he? He's yeah. like, you know, dude, this is mine, like you know. Oh, it's just so funny. And he's just into eighties rock. Oh, like, oh, just metal all the way. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I can write that. You are, you are the permanent outsider who's been castigated by everybody. So you find you, you know, you find yourself again in Motley Crue and Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing about the soundtrack as well. It's not the obvious like people, are like, you know, like Bang Tango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not oh, the obvious ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Choir Boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, and not even the obvious songs by them either. No, but the Choir Boys always been shit anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was. It was like growing up in Fourth Fall, right? Oh God. There was a pub called the Marine, where, where all the alternative types used right. to drink, so you wouldn't get harassed and the shit kicked out of you by, you know, yeah. like normals. Like. Um, and there was always, like, like so you, you have, like, the, the Thrasher kids and the, so the punk rock kids and the hardcore kids, and then you have, like, the, what I would refer to back then as the gay rock crusaders, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With their tassely jackets and their big hair and they're, it's all sprayed and shit. And without fail, they all love the choir boys. And I could never understand it because no. they're always shit. They were, like, um... They're trying to be like the British Rolling Stones with a bit of uh, a bit of LA. Well, the Rolling metal. Stones were British, mate. Sorry. <laughs> they, were, <yeah. laughs> they were trying to be like the Stones with yeah. the LA sort of hair metal twist to it. Like, yeah, really. but without the talent and the copious amounts of heroin. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't copious amounts of heroin at some point in the Five Boys career. I would not know, all right? Well, it probably is. Well, you know. <laughs> was. Rock roll, heroin, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So yeah, go check, go check Peace Maker for oh, sure. Because it, it's on, you can download it off from Sky now, can't you? Yeah, it's on Sky, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a HBO show, so it's yeah. all like on Sky Atlantic, just, just download the entire series and binge it. Binge, 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 binge. Yeah. binge. It's hard not to. I went through oh. it in a, in a couple of nights because um, it was, I just Yeah, two nights. Yeah, it's one day more. Yeah, four episodes one night, four episodes yeah, yeah. the next night, it's just, oh. Yeah. Or was it five, one night, five, I don't Similar, know. Like, yeah. It's either eight or ten episodes, but it, you, you, once you start watching it, you will, oh. Absolutely fantastic. What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are listening to the Mass Little Bed Podcast, so blast it. And we'll, we'll keep it on um, good TV. Oh, 
Because so oh, Moonlight is currently kicking ass. Oh mate. <laughs> oh mate. It's so, so you've been away, haven't you? Yeah. So what was the last thing you saw on screen? What's the last what's the last episode of Moonlight I've seen? Yeah. I'm up to date. Oh you did? I'm up to Excellent. date. Excellent. Oh, so, so we got back on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um late Friday afternoon. So I went shopping because we had fuck all food in the house. Yeah. Um and luckily I've been paid that day because last Friday of the month, woo, last <laughs> working day, land in the airplane, get paid too, not bad. <laughs> um, came back, everyone was like crashed out and just like wasted. Yeah. We spent the weekend trying to get, you know, catch up on sleep and get everything done that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. So I caught up with Moonlight and I caught up with Picard. Oh, I've seen how miles ago with Picard. Ah, see. And Moonlight, oh my God. This first season of Picard's better than this season of Picard. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I do think. But, Moonlight, my God. Oscar Isaac, he's a... He's a cheeky chap, isn't he? <laughs> Poor blimey. I think he's all right, though. Steven, all right? I mean, when you think of, like, you know, all the famous Hollywood people who tried to do uh, British accents, like... It's pretty good. Keanu Reeves, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. He's pretty good at it. He's got some oh. of the... um, Some of the, the uh, little sort of nuances down there, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't like Catch You on the Flip-Flop. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a bit off point. Yeah, I don't ever hear that. Um, I've never heard anybody say catch. If anybody ever said they catch me on the flip flop, I'd hit them with a hammer. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. But no, he has nailed the character completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really has embodied, it. and he's embodied the psychosis of Moonlight as well. Yeah. Um, and everything that really embodies the character makes it tick. Yeah. Makes Moonlight tick. Oh, it's just so good. And the flashbacks between the flashes between like Stephen before Stephen knew that Mark existed, and he'd be like just waking up somewhere. And that first time he woke up in, in, in I'm assuming, right? I'm in my head. Was that in the van when he first realized? Right, no, so it's, it's in front of the castle. So I'm assuming oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. castle is in Latveria. Okay. Which is a way of saying Doctor Doom is real, people. Look. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Okay. And his jaw was dislocated, and he clicks his jaw back in the blood. And the other crunches. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's right. I remember that. What a way to wake up anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, been there, done that, <laughs> and just you know, blacking out with uh, major violence being done. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, but he's just so exactly top there, though, wasn't he? Because he's oh, so absolutely. Many... I don't think any other actor. Could... I don't think anybody else could have brought Moonlight to life the way Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just been absolutely superlative. From beginning to end. I mean, John Ethan Hawke as well. He's a... Oh, he's, he's yeah, but he's, Ethan Hawke is a powerhouse actor, and yeah. Oscar Isaac is pissed all over him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Ethan Hawke's done his like I've turned the dial up on my bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very menacing. I've got his shoes full of glass. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Oscar Isaac just comes in and goes, "So, how big is your dick then?" <laughs> on, on the table. Check out my wanger. <laughs> Check out my wanger. <laughs> lick it, Ethan. Lick it. And you know, it's just it's perfect. So where do you think this is going to go then? I'm not up on the comics, uh, the Moonlight comics. Right, so. so at the moment, there's one episode left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oscar seven. Isaac hasn't been in contract for another show. Oh, okay. Another Moonlight show. I don't think it's going to be the end of Moonlight because it's been so popular yeah. that, you know, they're just going to say, here's your check, Oscar, and he's going to go, can we make it then? Oh, whenever you want to. Yeah, 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 know, yeah. We will do it when you want to do it. Yeah. I think Moonlight is here to stay. Yeah. Um, I hope it's so. a good indicator of where they're going to go. And as far as the levels of unmitigated brutal violence in it, right? it's yeah. a good indicator for when they redo The Punisher. Yes. They're going to start making The Punisher again, aren't they? And Daredevil. So if they if they will do this with Moonlight, yeah. they'll do it with Daredevil, they'll do it with Punisher, and you'll get these street-level shows that are just uncompromising and brutal in the way they're supposed to be and the way they were. 
That's why we had this conversation when Moonlight was announced. Yeah. And you said something to that effect of, yeah. you know, yeah, Moonlight's going to show lead the way in bringing Absolutely. It's, 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 and Deadpool. Yeah. If there isn't that Deadpool, they can do well, anything. Deadpool, Deadpool, yeah. They've specifically said that the script for Deadpool 3 is written and they're going to start shooting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's ah, 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 all the way. They're yeah. not fucking with the formula. Yeah. Because why would you? No, When you're going to make that much money, why would you fuck with the formula? Yeah, yeah. You can bring Deadpool into one of the Disney parks and have like a Deadpool bar, like the Mercenaries Bar, where Deadpool hangs out, where all the mercenaries hang out. Yeah. A place for adults only where the, there's rock and roll turned up. And the beer is good. The food is, you know, okie dokie. Yeah. And, you know, Deadpool makes an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because this is not just for kids. Honestly, it's not. It really isn't. No, it isn't, not. As, as these two grown-up kids here yeah. will constantly exactly, remind you. Yeah. Uh, Such an old-fashioned like, attitude oh. if people think that Disney's for kids. I mean, the costume's perfect. Summon the suit. Summon the suit. Yeah. Oh my god! Studio, like there's the phrase, oh, there's the money. Just oh, right there, right there, <laughs> yeah, right there, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. <laughs> I love the um the the uh, the difference between the suits as well. Uh, so if he's Mark, yeah, yeah, when he's, he's, he's like, Mister Knight, when he's Mark, he's Moon Knight, and when he's yeah. Stephen, he was Mister Knight. Mister Knight, yeah. Oh, it's just it was just perfect. Yeah. Mister Knight is in the comics at the moment. So the the whole Mister Knight runs yeah. through it because it's, it's 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 you know the way he creates the world to let them know who he is. Moon Knight is. The Avatar. Yeah. The weapon. Yeah. Mr. Knight is, come get some. Yeah, yeah. You know? Ugh. But he, he just hammed it up so well. Do you know when he's struggling when he first realised he's got a split disorder, slight split personality? Yeah. And just the, the way he hammed it up. Um, you know what was good? There was a there was, there's, there's a couple of beautiful Easter eggs, right? Yeah. So, you know, when he opens the phone for the first time, he's flipping through his phone. Yeah. And it's like, uh, Layla, 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 Layla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says Deschamps. Right. right, the name Duchamp reviews. That's French Duchamp, right? That's Mark's butler, best friend from the beginning of Moonlight. Oh, okay. For years and years and years and years and years. That's like a nod to the fans saying, "Yeah, we got you. We got you. We know." And then I love when he beats the shit out of those Egyptian yeah. assassins, yeah, right? and he's basically killed him and wiped him out. And Steve was like, "What did you do, Mark?" It wasn't me. That's Jake Loxley. That's the third personality manifesting itself. No way. The, well, it's a third personality, yeah. I didn't pick up on that. So, so you know when it, so him and Mark discreet who who right, so when else. they when they're in Egypt, yeah, right. I mean, he's in Egypt. There's like three assassins who he ends up chasing after. He does massive violence, yeah, yeah. And then it just blacks out for a minute, and then you see him, and they're all like dead around him, and he's done massive violence, to yeah, him yeah, yeah. And stuff, yeah. And Mark, like, that wasn't me. And Steve's like, it wasn't me either. Oh, okay. That's Jake Lockley, I bet. Wow. Okay. See, you know that. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Fuck. So there's a, the third personality, which I think will come out at the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And do massively brutal violence to Ethan Hawke. Oof. Which I'm like. Yeah, but it's easy. They're the best. Um, it's my favourite Marvel show so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's even surpassed Hawkeye and... World Division? Captain America. Oh, well, Loki, Loki's a great show. Loki's yeah. But it's like... Uh, yeah. World Division next... Then Hawkeye, yeah. Then Captain America, uh, then Falcon with the Soldier, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um, oh, there's so many in there. Jesus, there's five shows. Miss Marvel's coming. Uh, yeah. After well, it's, Ken- it's Kenobi, and then there's Miss Marvel in there. That's right. Yeah. Because Kenobi's hell. in this month. Yeah. Big month coming up. Dude. I know. Dude. It's Star Tours, Armageddon Smugglers Run. Emma, your thoughts on both? Um, maybe it feels slightly queasy, but at least it didn't give me a stroke like the one in Epcot. 
Was that Mission Space? Yeah. Or did you enjoy flying the Millennium Falcon? I didn't fly the Millennium Falcon. Yes, you did. Did you enjoy flying the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> I pushed some levers and pressed some You flew the Millennium Falcon, so that's an end of the story. Did you enjoy it? Yes, it was good fun. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. Hurrah. Flew the Falcon. Right, so um, continuing our uh, Doctor Who series. Uh, we're slowly making our way through all the Doctors, you know, giving our opinions on uh, you know, what we think of each of them. Uh, it's time for the third Doctor. My uh, favourite? Yeah, this is your favourite, John Pertwee. John Pertwee, yes. Okay. The action Doctor. The action, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why, why is he uh, your favourite then? Is it just is that a time thing? Like when you... It's weird, because I didn't know. Like, when I first saw Doctor Who, it was Tom Baker. Because he was before I, your... Yeah, he was before your... Yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old, yeah. like, I'm old, that fucking... <laughs> So, um, I was being nice then <laughs> for once. Um, but yeah, the first doctor I remember seeing is is Tom Baker. The first episode I remember seeing is the uh, the invisible enemy, yeah, assassin, yeah, which is when he's pitched against the master back in Gallifrey. Yeah, so I remember seeing him with his foot trapped in the train tracks and the train coming towards him. And it's you know, yeah, the massive peril that was in my oh, yeah. ah, when I was a child. And then, <laughs> years later, you see it, it's like a puffy little engine, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with plenty of time to just say fuck my run away like well then I saw the three doctors yeah on like some BBC2 special I think I believe it was like 1982 just as uh, Tom Baker was making the transition to Peter Davison Peter Davison yeah right so they showed like uh, an episode of each a story from each of the doctors so you had like um God, what was it an earthly child from um what? William Hartnell yeah, yeah. Um, something from Patrick Troutner and then uh, Spear from Space and the Three Doctors and then like a Tom Baker story which I think was Genesis of the Daleks and then the first Peter Davison story and then you had the, the series the episode The Five Doctors yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and as soon as I saw Spear, Spearhead from Space and you got Tom you got John Pertwee he's like oh, I don't remember who I am I've been exiled yeah, yeah. after war you know after the series of war games and you know they've made me forget who I am I've been exiled to Earth yeah and it made it more Sort of action hero based, so because everything's based on Earth, you know, you see like John Pertwee doing kung fu and you know Venusian Aikido, sorry, yeah, 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 dueling with swords, yeah, as he did in the Sea Devils, and just generally being an action hero, you know, yeah. reversing the flow of the reversing the flow of the neutral pro, oh, Jesus, <laughs> reversing the neutral pro, oh well, whatever, it is. It's reversing the boobity boo of the boobity boo. Yes, this is what happens when you get old; your brain forgets everything. But, <laughs> and his companions, you know. Were arguably awesome as well. Yeah, so Sergeant Smith was uh, first. Yeah, well, they, they, so you had you started off with um, God, Liz Shaw, Liz Shaw, yeah, and then Joe Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah Jane Smith. Sarah Jane Smith, yeah. Right now, Katie Manning, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Back to that, she made me tingle all the time. You have like, to date. You have to date some Doctor Who. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the special yet. So I'm going to download that and see. Okay, we're talking more about Katie Manning then. But I've met Katie Manning. Have you? I've met Katie Manning, and you know what's even better about meeting Katie Manning? What? I met her at a con, right? Yeah. Didn't pay her anything. Yeah. For a second, she got a signed picture off her. Yeah, yeah. She'd read my reviews of her performances. As... No way. Yeah. So guess what I got off Katie Manning? What? I got a big old hug and a kiss. Yay! I died a little bit inside that day, and it was just like <laughs> literally. Teenage wish, teenage tick box, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, young team tick box, da, da, da. 
hugging a kiss off Katie Manning. It was oh my, nice. she was lovely. She was absolutely wonderful. Mad as a box of frogs, but lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely. She's the kind of woman you go for a beer with. Yeah, yeah. Say, so tell me all the weird backstage stories. And she go, right, oh, let's get the whiskey <laughs> on the door. And she's really down worth, really funny and really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the third doctor. Your impression of the third doctor? Uh, I'm not really. Um, he's, he's the one I know no, no, least about. Oh, mate, you have so much catching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen the Sea Devils, right? Seen the Sea Devils, yeah. Right? The old... so, well, yeah, the new one. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen. I've not seen the new one. Right, I've seen both. Yeah, so yeah. You, and you've seen Spearhead from Space and Terror of the Autons. Terror of oh, the Autons, no, no. Oh mate, Terror of the Autons is one of the great. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Terror of the Autons. Yes, what's the other one? Spearhead from Space, which no, is the first John Pertwee story. You've got to see that. Okay, it's, it's so good, right? And uh, I don't know what else. What, what else? See, they're trying to put Carnival of Monsters. Yeah, absolutely superb. It's just so. This, this is basically where like. A bunch of monsters who are still with us, sort of the master Omega yeah. Santarans, uh, all sort of made their first appearance, yeah. isn't it? With the third doctor, yeah. I don't know why, if there's something just claws of Axos, it's, it's oh my god, this is one of the greatest stories, yeah. You got the CIA and all sorts, and like it's like an invasion of the body snatchers meets like massive alien invasion, yeah, 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 done on a limited BBC budget that they had back then. Inferno, which is tackling ecological concerns. Years before anybody else was doing it, yeah. same as the Green Death was. Yeah, you, know, you just oh my, yeah, John Pertwee, and I knew him as Wurzel Gummidge at the time. Wurzel, I knew Wurzel Gummidge, Gummidge right? yeah. Then do Venusian Aikido and pilot the Tardis. Yeah, blew my my, my, my little <laughs> mind. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all all in my all, if I had only wanted to do was steal a bag of chips and have a cup of tea and a piece of yeah, yeah. cake. Right, that's all. Sally. Yeah, and that's Sally. That's Sally. You know that that's all yeah. John Pertwee was was known for. But, but yeah, I think I think there's a lack of um, like if you didn't see it the first time around or catch it on the reruns, where it's like that a lot of the Tom Baker stuff and like the first Doctor, people were digging for that. They kind of overlooked the third and the second and third of it. The thing is, like he was like the Doctor from 1969 to 1974, so he's yeah. one of the longest serving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and he did a load of like the Colin Space, like loads of long stories, beautifully linked well-written adventures mm. you know which were just phenomenally well-written yeah 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 you know, and it solidified the character's popularity again which would begin to slip during patrick Troughton's time yes because Troughton only did three series yeah yeah um and the character you know the doctor wasn't as popular during Troughton's time as it had been during Hartnell's time yeah but john pert we brought that, brought that back, making yeah. it more action-based because the budget was reduced bringing to earth it, it introduced the yeah you know, well, reintroduced the concept of unit. Yeah. Which was first introduced in uh, what the that was in um, Cyberman story from um, nope from uh, Web of Fear um, with Patrick Chapman. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when unit was first introduced. Yeah. But it really because they get they, they come back in in, in, in this Cyberman story, Patrick Chapman Cyberman story that's based on Earth, and then yeah, they're reintroduced for Pertwee's reign. Yeah, so that he can have. You know, carte blanche and just be the doctor on earth and have earth based adventures. And oh, of course, the the greatest, the absolutely greatest John Pertwee story ever made, The Demons. What's the story? The Demons. Oh, okay. Oh, mate, that is so, so good. So, if that's it's like, is Hammer, that it's definitive? like Doctor Who does Hammer Horror. Oh, wow. Right? I love Hammer. So, you, 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 you see the horror of Fang Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, The Demons is better. Really? The Demons does that better. Shit, okay. Yeah. So is that the definitive? For me, yeah. What's the definitive? Uh, definitive. Three 
Doctor the demons. Who demons, yeah. The demons, yeah. I would, I would definitely go the demons. And that's where you also get the, the phrase the bugger to use. Five rounds rapid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chat with the wings, five rounds rapid. <laughs> okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, next time we'll have fourth Doctor. We'll do the fourth Doctor. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll I love to do the fourth Doctor. It won't, it won't be like a Chris, Tom and Tim sandwich, but it'll be like, you know, a discussion on the third Doctor. I do love a Red Tom. I love Tom. I love a bit. I love a bit of Tom. Coughing all up. Oi, oi, droogies. My name's Crusher. You are listening to the Mass Movement Podcast. And I tell you what, it's fucking brilliant. Okay, so yeah, I've been um, I caught up with uh, from which is a new series on I think it's on the FX channel. Um, One of these weird channels that you like that I <laughs> never really. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. It's um, so it's, it's the main guy in it is uh, Harold Perrineau from um, Lost. No, uh, from Oz. Oz. I always, I always think you're, you're a big Oz, Oz fan. Oz, yeah, yeah. I'm a massive Oz fan. Yeah, yeah. Apart uh, from the only bit I didn't like about Lost was seeing Evan Seinfeld's Donga. I could, I could, I could live the rest of my days without seeing that. She's not been that, do you? Yeah, yeah, but you get his knob all the time now. Well, I know he does. Yeah, but it's like. I have think... you seen that fruity suit he's now wearing? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Entre- on- and he calls himself an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur now, yeah. You're, you're fucking porn star, mate. Don't it? You know. <laughs> if you want to wang, wang your wong- wonga around on the fucking TV, like, just, <laughs> just say the, tell the world what you are like. So yeah, uh, from it's um, the synopsis is basically that. Uh, this family come upon this town. They're, they're on, they're on a, um, a road trip. They come upon this town, uh, which sort of entraps them, um, and they can't get out. They just sort of they keep asking the way out. Keep people are telling them, but they cannot get out. They just end up going in a circle almost. So it's almost so it's kind of like a lost meets the twilight zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it, it comes. You find out that basically that everybody was in that town. Has also been in the, you know on a road trip and have found themselves there. Don't quite know why, but they do know that there's uh, something in the surrounding forest, which uh, comes out dark. So they they all they got a, a curfew. They have to be indoors by dark. But these demons or wherever they are, we're not quite sure at this point what they are in the forest. Yeah, can manifest as your loved ones. Um, oh, so it's like it's like Lost meets the Village meets Twilight Zone with yeah, 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 and it's properly scary at some points. I mean, the demons are quite gnarly. It's more sci-fi than anything else. I mean, yeah, the whole it's got very lot. It's got Lost overtones in a lot of ways because I mean, well, I mean Harold Perrineau for start. Yeah, but Harold Perrineau was also building a radio tower. To try and like you know, oh okay. So it's like okay, that happened in Lost. <laughs> this is this is this is a little yeah. familiar. And then they um. So season one pretty much ends with Perineo, uh sort of going, right, that's it. I'm going to find out. I'm going to just keep walking. I'm going to try and survive because he comes upon these amulets which seem to uh, stop, at least temporarily stop the demons. Right. If you have these amulets around. So he's got a bunch of them and he sort of uh, makes his way into the forest to uh, see where he can find out. And that's where we are with season one. He ends up sort of somewhere else. So right. you've I'm trying to do this spoiler free by the way, but uh, So you've seen season one? Yeah. Season one's done, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I'll uh, catch up with this yeah. I mean I, I would literally watch Harold Perrineau in anything. Because the dude's dude's always incredible. He is awesome, yeah. Um 
because he owned Oz. Because yeah. he's he's the narrator yeah. all the way through Oz. You know, rest of the cast is great. Um, not not so many people you would be recognised. Well, yeah, because you know Harold Perrin was taking the entire budget, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So well, where's all the budget gone? It's gone on Harold. <laughs> But it, 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 going back to Lost in the comparison to them, he's got other stuff like there's, there's a strange guy in the town right? who sort of does drawings and sort of, you know, there's a deeper meaning with him and stuff like that, which, again, is very Lost. But um, that's not to write it up. When I said all the Lost, I mean, Lost is awesome, so all the Lost comparisons are not a sort of a slight on it. Well, it took me, like, years and years to see, like, the last series of Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it was quite a, te- quite a sweaty-eyed moment at the end. Yeah, for sure. Not as sweaty eyed as like you know, smugglers run sweaty. <laughs> not as sweaty, but sweaty eyed. But sweaty eyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not sweaty eyed watching Schwarm win a gold medal, but sweaty eyed nonetheless. <laughs> not fox in the house, sweaty eyed. Oh, dude, I was blubbing like I, you were t- tears just streaming down my face. I, I bet, right? yeah. It was just fucking incredible. Yeah, you know, I bet all the work they put in at these girls and they, they just smashed it out the park. Yeah, literally, they beat America. Proud dad. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, go check it out. It's on uh, FX uh, in the UK, I believe. Yeah, but um, it's it's, oh, it's awesome. It's got so much. It's just been renewed for season two as well, right? Which I'm uh, over the moon about. Um, it's it's got the usual things which lost out. You know, sort of community starts splitting into different sort of uh, packs, if you like. You know, there's one yeah, who wants, it's, ones it's, who wants yeah. to want to live this way, one who wants yeah. to live that way. Um, so, so it's Lord of the Flies, me. You know, yeah, Lord of the Flies, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing as well. Uh, with the mystery, with the demons, the horror. You know, they bring the horror side of it. Awesome, go check it's it out, man. A bloody scary version of Lost. A bloody scary version of Lost. Horrible, yeah. dreadful attempt. With Harold Perrin. That's right. I saw the new version of Candyman last oh, night. Oh, did you? Seen it? Yeah. yeah. Directed by um, I forgot his name. Her name. Her name. I thought it was yeah, the yeah. guy. Who, um, um, I thought it was the guy who did Twilight Zone. No, no, female director. Written by the guy who did Twilight Zone. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, what's name? She's just done, or she's going to do shit. Uh, Near the Costa. Yep. Yeah. Jordan Peele is the writer. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I watched that last night. Fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Dreadful. Terrified me. The <laughs> way the scabs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude's arm sawn off. I'm not having that. Yeah. I don't like any of that nasty stuff. That's why, like, horror stops for me with American World from London. It's like Sean literally saying, don't know why you do this to yourself and watch these films because you don't like any of it. They just they completely knacky you. I, I went through, like, a, like, what was it about? Six, seven years ago now. Right. Eight years ago, maybe. I went through a bit of a breakdown, like, in uh, mental health-wise. And uh, I couldn't watch horror films for ages. They were just fucking me so much. Yeah. I, I'd be there watching when Louise would go, you know, enjoying this. And I'd just be, like, visibly, oh, I can't it do just, it. It just terrifies me. Yeah, yeah. All the little horrible bits, like, you know, he's peeling the thing off his hand, and you see big, big chunks of his hand somewhere. I'm not, not fucking happy. <laughs> yeah, no. I, like, hereditary, right? Yeah. When, like, the little girl's head gets knocked off by the pole, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Me in. Yeah, yeah. And then the mother edge banging away on the on the yeah. I think that's me in. I'll take, I'll take a good story over gore any day. Anything to do with supernatural, hmm. the gore, the gory stuff, right? I don't, I don't give. I, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. Watch. Yeah. Give me werewolves, eat them up all day long. Love all good werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliens, hell yes. Yeah. But the supernatural, I'm not having that. I'm not having <laughs> that at all. That makes my sphinx the twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not cricket. It's not. No. <laughs> That's when you take your underpants off and you have to stuff them in the bottom of the washing. No, no, no. Nobody's seen that. <laughs> Nobody's seen that little stain. <laughs> that's my Candyman thing. Oh, that's it. A... Did you watch you like the original Candyman? I don't. No. Emma loves it, though. That's why we watched it. Yeah, yeah. I find the film Ben Foster because it was also fucking knackered. 
after flying back was just, you know, worn out and wiped out completely. And you just, ugh, you grief. So we watched that and it was, yeah, just in, did, not for me, like. Not for me, like. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's not for me, like. <laughs> Hi, this is Barney Veer from Night Farm Death, and through my many years of association, you're listening to Mass Movement. Let's, let's, let's uh, look into a classic then. Right. The, a movie we both like. Oh, movies we it's both like. It's a long word when you're on your... Yeah, that one. First Blood. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. The, the, do movies ever get better in there? It's like... Well, they do, Sylvester obviously. Sloan films? No. Yeah. Right? I, I would argue that it's yeah. better than Rocky. It's hard to argue that point. Like, I gotta be honest. I gotta, yeah, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I'm Rocky, the Rocky films just get more chest thumpy the way that, you know, like, <laughs> just, like the, the, just like the Rambo films do. Yeah. Oh, well done! <laughs> yeah. There's something to like about all the Rambo films, but First Blood is just phenomenal. It's, as a standalone movie. I just like the idea that it, it, it showed something that we didn't think about. Yeah, yeah. Better capable, but just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Those poor bastards, they didn't choose to go. Yeah, you know, like you said, you know, over there, I was trusted by a million dollar helicopters here. I can't even, you won't even trust me to wash a fucking car. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? It's heartbreaking. That scene's heartbreaking. Oh, dude, it's just every fucking time, oh, kills me. Yeah, his breakdown at the end. Yeah, it just kills yeah. me. Yeah. You know, and you can't, and you, you associate so much with him that yeah. you just think, fuck the hero. Fuck the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck the police. Yeah. Come on, Ice Cube, come in and give, give John a bit of support, like. <laughs> Yeah, Teal, fucking, oh. What a prick, man. What a prick. I'd and, shoot him in the face, no problem at all. Yeah. And you know what, for years, right, that actor, I fucking hated that actor. Brian Denny. Brian Denny, yeah, yeah. yeah. In everything, I was like, you're a prick. <laughs> we did some John. Well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> dickhead. He didn't, re- he didn't redeem himself until FX, for me. Until FX. Oh, FX made by Illusion and FX2. No, I've seen those. What? I don't think I've seen FX2. No, I don't think I have. No, I think quite. Gaylord. <laughs> right. I don't mean that in a derogatory I just mean how the fuck could you have missed out right go and what, just find them somewhere online and download FX and FX2 I don't think anybody gives a shit about these films anymore no. they're like millions of years old right yeah somebody's well, watching FX oh don't worry well, that will redeem <laughs> it will redeem Brian Dennehy in your eyes okay. that's the only thing that will do yeah, it yeah 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 because you know have you, have you seen Gladiator because he's a dickhead isn't that? yeah he is yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah top of the head hardest part of the body yeah. bang <laughs> That's the best boxing movie ever. But um, you read the book. Yeah, first it was blood. a different end, yeah. Yeah. So when I, I, I was late, I was late coming to that. I, I love the first blood, blood movie. Right. And when I found out the, about the book, um, differed so bad, so much. Like David Morrell, yeah? Yeah, David Morrell, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so he ends up like, yeah, Trotman uh, has to put Ram, Rambo down. Like, yeah. Oh man! Well, you know, you cre- it's, it's like you've created the monster. Now you've got to put the monster. Yeah, yeah. You can't create the monster and then expect just to send the monster home with no counsel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't create this. Take take a, a man. Yeah. Turn him into a killing machine. Yeah. And then just, ta ta. We're done yeah. now. See ya. I think I first watched that as a kid as well. Even like you know, I wasn't sort of at that age. The Vietnam War I didn't wind up on it or anything. See, my first. It, it was memory. just cruelty. It was just oh, this dude wants to go see his old mate. My my first TV memory. <laughs> Is watching like American carriers, yeah, yeah, sailing back in Vietnam, having helicopters pushed over the side because the equipment was obsolete. Whoa, that's my very first memory of TV. Um, and I guess I think that war sort of resonates with my generation because up until um, the Falklands, we had no concept of war, yeah, yeah, apart from Vietnam. And like the Falklands War didn't happen until I was 10 years old, yeah, my introduction to war was always like Vietnam footage and 
you know, plotted histories of Vietnam because my old man had books about the conflict, and so I, I was reading them. Yeah. Only well. Well, my teenage years, and and first book was just it's just heartbreaking. It's just yeah, it it's such a wonderful film. It's such a great performance from Sylvester Stallone. As well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, how how, how, you, how was your uh, how do you feel about the rumored uh, remake? It's a rumored remake. Yeah, apparently, yeah. They're all about um, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Ren, Adam Driver. That's been what? Nice. Adam Driver. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I like Adam Driver, right? I and do. Yeah. And as he's a, a former U.S. Marine, he's the perfect. He's perfect to play. Don't forget about him, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. But I think the film as a standalone film is t- is absolutely timeless. Yeah, I agree. Right? So what what are you going to do? You're going to make him a golf war vet? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to bring John Rambo into this thing? It, it won't work. No. It won't work the same way. I agree. Yeah. Because you know this is this is a man who was taught urban warfare and, and guerrilla warfare to survive in a, in an environment which is completely alien to him. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. became one with that environment. And then you take him from that environment, expect to put him back into society. And yeah. It just doesn't work. You know. It was also sort of like Stallone at this point. He was still. Uh, it was, was nineteen eighty two, wasn't it? So yeah. he, he'd done the Rocky movies, but he wasn't a superstar by any means. Well, this is the thing. With and Rocky, he still, he still, well, he still wants to prove himself. But he still had. He came off Rocky having won an Oscar. Yeah. Right? So basically, he can do what he wants, and he wants to do First Blood. Yeah, yeah. And you think that's a brave choice of film, mm. given that you know the war in Vietnam at the time since eighty two. Yeah. It's still incredibly fresh. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. Very raw wound, and you're just fa- you're basically saying, face this. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. We've done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is. This is the aftermath of the conflict we were involved in for 10 years. Yeah. Arguably, well, 10 years officially, sort of 15, 20, unofficially with yeah. You know, yeah. CIA but helpers and, you know. It's, it's his passion, like Stallone's passion, like, you know, the, the Rocky script. He was, um, he was so uh, passionate about it being made and that the heroes Rocky. Yeah. They were like, oh, we love your script. Here's like, you know, we'll have, here's 100 million. He was like, no, no, no. no. I come with the script. I'm Rocky. They're like, no, no, no. Fucking Robert Redford's Rocky. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. And I'm Rocky. And he pretty much did the same with with Rambo. Not not in he fought John Ram was supposed to be John Rambo, but he co-wrote the script. And he Do you was... know why the end in the first blood is the way it is? Why? Because when it was tested with audiences, they yeah. hated the way it ended. Okay. They wanted John Rambo. Yeah, yeah. To survive. Okay. Because everybody associated with him, because you can't put this guy through hell. Yeah. And yeah. then kill him. Yeah. And so they have to re- reshoot the ending. Man, it's it's devastating either way. I mean, it is, you know. Even him being carried off to like by the police is still devastating. Like he just looks broken, 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 broken. And it's it's like every takes the piss out of Rambo too. Yeah. Uh, first Rambo, first book Rambo two. Yeah. First book Rambo. But there's that scene right at the end when he does that speech. That it's like a thirty-five second speech, you know. Is that the whole when to win the war you gotta become the war? No, you know, you you they, you know what about me? What about the guys you left behind? Oh, you know, right, yeah, yeah, how yeah. you live, John, day by day, and he just walks off. Yeah, and yeah. That is that speech kills me. Yeah, 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 man. Oh, just way about Rambo three. Rambo three is just a sort of jingoistic. Like let's let's go kill some Russians. Yeah. You know? And now they should show be shown that every day. Look. Yeah. <laughs> And he was ripped for this, well. He he gone to Sydney. Yeah, but he just went to yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I've gone to the temple. I've you know I've been fighting with the sticks, doing the Muay Thai, and now I'm here to kill you all. <laughs> what about the um? Were you back with the newer newer two then? Right. So I I've seen I've seen yeah uh, Rambo three, four, and five in the cinema. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Ra- Rambo 
Rambo. Yeah. Which is part four is in Burma. Yeah. Is awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love that film, especially when he's on, <laughs> on the, the mill. Mill going, bum, 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 oh, just yeah. the Burmese apart. Yeah. And somebody jumps on the truck and he turns around yeah, and just which, which, shoots him to, 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 to juice. He exploded. It's just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last one, uh, I wasn't too keen on. I thought it was a shitty way for characters to go out facing this Mexican drug cartel. It was nice to yeah. made it home, but yeah. I, I wanted more from it. I wanted more heart in it. Yeah. Um, and and it was just heartbreaking it. again. So what happens to Rambo? He loses the girl he cares most for in the world. She yeah. dies. And then... He rides off in the sunset like at the end of Shane, and he's fucking dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, cheers, lad. Yeah. You know? Way, way to go, like, way to treat John Rambo with a bit of respect, you bitches. <laughs> so that's your favourite Stallone film, then? First Blood, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It's, that, hard, it's hard to argue with that. Even... That and Death Race 2000. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Machine Gun Joe for Turbo. <laughs> Turn, and you are listening to Mass Movement Podcast. Well, let's uh, turn our to music now, eh? So, um, the last month or so, we've had a new album from uh, Ignite. We have. Uh, new singer? Yeah. You enjoying it? I do. Yeah, I was first single, I wasn't I uh, sold. You weren't sold on it, were you? Yeah. No, it took you a while to warm up to him. Yeah, but the album is uh, fucking amazing. It's the only really thing good. that seems odd to me, right, is you know, having seen Ignite live, um, three, four times. Yeah. Right. And they're still one of my favorite live bands of all time because they were a powerhouse with Zoli and even with Brett Rasmussen singing for him as a three piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like a long haired dude front the band. I know that sounds really terrible. Like, you know, there's a little bit of mediums like that too. Like, you know, cut your hair, hippie long stocking. You know, let's let come on, Harry Potter, get a shave. Like, I just could, I could just see him moshing and be like, no, yeah, yeah. no, great no, that's not me. wrong. Yeah. He'd be leaping in the air. He'd be lots of pointing, holding yeah. the mic out, jumping a la Zoli. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and arguably, Zoli can't do that shit anymore, which is why I think one of the reasons he's stood down because his back is completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but is he as good a singer as Zoli? Fuck no. But percent of the human race recurring are not as good a singers as Zoli. Yeah, yeah. Even though the stuff he's done since Ignite is only piss poor, awful. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Zoli band either, if I'm honest. No, um, you know Brett Rasmussen has a way of writing timeless music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, if I'd had my choice, I would have loved to have seen Ignite continue with Brett as the singer. Yeah, because he's got a hell of a good voice. He's really got an incredible voice. So uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I think I've seen his voice. He works out all the melodies and he works out all the harmonies. Yeah. and everything for the band anyway. I'd seen him with Zoli and I'd seen him with Brett as well yeah. on vocals, like, um, well, you know, with and without Zoli, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, and it's hard, yeah. It's, I mean, Zoli is, it's just like saying he's a powerhouse, he's a whirlwind, he's back a force of nature. He, he, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. literally a force of nature. He's in the crowd, he's left stage, right stage, on the drum rise, and he's all in your face. I had chocolate cake with Zoli Teglas in Bristol. <laughs> yeah, of an interview about the Hungarian Revolution. It was really cool. <laughs> and he was a surprisingly nice guy. Yeah. You know, maybe because I'm male, like, and he doesn't want to... Because he hasn't got the, he didn't have the greatest reputation with ladies at the time. Okay. Uh, he likes the ladies very, very much. Which is not bad, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's all seen bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I found him to be a, a charming, you know, easy to talk to guy. And I've interviewed Brett Rasmussen as well. Have you? Another, yeah. Oh, he's a, he's awesome to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the driving force of the band, really. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's Brett's band. Yeah. Beyond any shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. 
and everyone says, oh, it's Zoli, Zoli, Zoli. Now, now, Brett is the heart of that band. Yeah. You can hear that. The, the songs are still Ignite songs. They're a little bit poppier, but they're harder than they have been since um, yeah. Place Called Home. Place, yeah. It's the hardest album they've released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I think um, the single didn't do justice. I think that don't think it's a good representation of the album. No, not, far not, better not at all. Not at all. And, you know, they, are, they found their groove again musically, mm. and it's like, well, let's power it up and go for it. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of think, was the poppier edge of the more recently like material down to Zoli wanting to sort of take it off yeah yeah and sort of you know move into a different direction become more commercial um maybe I don't know they're the best when doing that fast straight ahead hardcore but with that sort of pop on teams yeah that melodic edge so when you got like I'm like a place uh, Call My Brothers yeah with a song Axe Return which has that incredible bass line and then Zoli comes in it sounds like so this like it's like DC, but then they pull it back and so it becomes like uniform choice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know, Ignite have always been like <laughs> the the DC band that should have that was from California. Yeah, 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 are, yeah. You know, and this album, this new album, is just a pure reflection. It's fucking incredible. It is, yeah. So it's easily one of the albums of the year, and we're only in April. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. So well played, Eli Santana. Yeah, new singer and. We do actually like it, even though we're talking a lot about Zoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just yeah. get a fucking haircut, mate. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't suit a chap past the age of thirty. Not yeah. <laughs> so that's even like two It's on yeah. uh, Century Media, and you should go and check it out. It's a blinder. Straight away. It is a blinder. Hi there. This is H from Acid Rain, and you are listening to the Mass Movement podcast because you're a sensible, clever, smart individual. Uh, let's keep dive. Uh, keep classic band. I can't believe we haven't. I've, how have we missed the misfits? All the bands we've been like, we're there every week going, oh, who should we deep dive now? Who should we deep dive? Oh, the fuck. We missed I have the misfits. no idea. I know. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, misfits. Jesus, where, where, the hell, where the hell did you start? With Metallica. Yeah, that's a lot of people didn't intro. That's isn't it? how I was yeah. introduced to the Misfits with Metallica. Because Burton wearing the t shirt. And... Yeah, and then they did. Um... Did James have a sticker on his. I'm not well. sure. But Burton used, Cliff always used to wear the Crimson Ghost shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, oh, that's kind of cool. But then they went and covered uh, Last Crest and Green Hell on the Garage stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. first thing with Jason Newsted. Yeah. Um, I think, my God, that's fast. Yeah. My God, that's fast. So, dear God. Dear Lord in heaven. <laughs> so, the first album that's available then is, is um, oh, God. Earth uh, No, uh, not Earth AD wasn't the first album we all got. It was the slow one that was sounding more like Sam Hain, which is the last album they did. God. Uh, well, I can hear them. I can hear them. Uh, uh, the, the gears are turning. The gears are turning. The gears are turning. Uh, gears are turning. Walk No. Uh, Jesus. Oh, bloody heck. I don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, so my favourite Misfits albums. Yeah. My favourite Misfits album is Walk Among Us. Oh, yeah. Mine's Earth AD. I fucking love it. Yeah, but Earth AD is just a straight up thrasher. It's just oh, like from yeah. beginning to end. Walk Among Us has the greatest Misfits songs on the all time. Which is? I want your school. Yeah. I turned you into a marshmallow. <laughs> and the Misfits are the band that give you the chance every October yeah. to turn around to your daughter who you and go, it's Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. That's true. And I do. And I yeah, do. I do it all the yeah. time. And she's like a bad pepper singer. Halloween. <laughs> but the rest of the year then, you can smack on your AD like, yeah, yeah. oh, God, I love that album. Walk Among Us is their best album by far. I mean, even the Michael Graves album, the first one, American Psycho, is a pretty good Misfits record. It is, yeah. Apart from the prick. fact that Michael Graves is a terrible bloody fa- fascist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That is a shame, because 
that was the best version that they've had since Danzig. Yeah. Um, with Michael Graves, and it's, it's a shame he, he's such a bellend. But um, well, I so again, I interviewed Graves and Doyle on that tour, right? Yeah. And Doyle, bless him, is a bit of a meathead. He's not the sharpest person oh, in the box. He's a lovely guy, really, really yeah, lovely yeah. guy. But there's just this, yeah. Michael Graves is my cup of tea, like. Yeah, yeah. All. Just not at all. He um, wasn't before. He, before we knew all this. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, there's just something. We did, we did, we briefly skirted over politics, and that's why I thought we 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 I'm avoiding this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are at the opposite end of the spectrum to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did bond over hockey because he he likes hockey. Okay. So that was kind of nice. You a fan? Uh, yes and no. Is your first two albums thing? You. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of Danzig fans are like first well, three albums. You know my Danzig story, which I can't repeat on there because I know Glenn would sue me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. You know the Danzig story. Yeah, yeah, you start making yourself laughing, like yeah, yeah because you know. <laughs> um, besides, you know, I got a thing for Danny from the Northside Kings. I really like Danny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Danny's a lovely, lovely guy, and Glenn oh, like got caught on his crap. That video, fuck. Well, he called he. Yo, Glenn treated him like shit, basically. Yeah. And he got called on his crap and he got smacked. Yeah. Right? Um, I got interviewed in it. I got offered an interview with Glenn Danzig once. Yeah. Right? And I, they, they had to veto the questions beforehand. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I can't do that. Because there's certain things he won't talk about. And if he does, you, you try to talk about So you had a list of questions and you had to, you had to slowly scribble them all out. Yeah, well, I'd have to send him off a veto. I'm like, I, I know he's not going to want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. He won't yeah. want to talk about that and he won't want to talk about that. Yeah. Right? He doesn't even like to talk. I mean, he probably does now because Misfits are now yeah, tor- but touring again. But it's just he's notoriously difficult. I get yeah. that, you know, because you're a tortured artist and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you know, <clears throat> mate, you're you, you're doing your sixties. You know, just <laughs> yeah. be glad that people love your music. Yeah, and yeah, buy yeah. your fucking records. Yeah, you know? you've created like this, ma- this you've legacy, this incredible legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That People adore you for. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just embrace that. Yeah, and love it. I mean, I've met Jerry only and interviewed him. Is he not? Jerry only is lovely. Yeah. Jerry only is is an absolute sweetheart. I would happily talk to him all day because I talked to him about the WCW stuff and when the Misfits were oh, really? wrestling in WCW. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. happy to talk about it and go on about it for ages and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, talked to him about Sid Vicious because he was in the room the night Sid Vicious. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just he's just a lovely, lovely guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I think Jerry's thing is that Jerry loves rock and roll. Jerry doesn't necessarily love punk rock. Okay. Um, and he just amps up rock and roll and makes it like three chord rock, three four chord rock and roll amps up, and makes it a bit more punky, and that's where yeah. it comes from. But he is, um, he's a lovely guy. And musically, the Misfits have a hell of a legacy. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I think they destroyed it with Famous Monsters and you know the Devil's Reign. But see, the Devil's Reign, I thought was alright. I hated it. If it was I a, absolutely hated it. I, I, it's very rock and roll, like you just said about Jerry Only. It's it the, was just stayed and boring. It, but it's the Jerry Only show that. Yeah, but sure. when you know. Right, that he can write better stuff than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As evidenced yeah. by American Psycho. Yeah. It just felt, Jerry, man, you know, you've just dialed, you've just, you've just yeah, dialed it in. Yeah. You know, Don't, I know you can do better than that. Go off and do something different and call it, and you know. Yeah. Only keep the fucking good stuff of the misfits. Am I, am like. I happy the misfits are cashing in now? Fuck yes. Pay them, pay them double. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. Absolutely yeah. happy they've been yeah. trading on their legacy and make some money, right? Would I like to see a final misfits? Album with Danzig singing, hell yes, mm, hell yes. Yeah, yeah. I would. It would be on pre-order the minute it was announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it really would. Yeah, because that would be something to celebrate. Will it happen? I doubt it. No. 
um because there's too much bad blood recording um so you know, doing the occasional show is one thing recording yeah. together well they only have to they, they, they know that the set list they only have to turn up and play yeah, yeah they don't yeah. even have to you know yeah. meet each other they just turn up play get paid go home la 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 job done but writing in a room together no that's no. never gonna happen no. even with technology look what about this place Riff? no i don't think so what's the song about glenn this song is about your mother yeah. <laughs> glenn what's your story your mother <laughs> so uh, you were like Earth AD was what, 83, 84? Yeah, so I first got the Misfits around like 87, 88. And you went straight back to the Walk Among Us? Yeah, so I, cause I went out to Florida in 89 and I'd been sent uh, cassettes of like Misfits bootlegs, like the Alice Bar bootleg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Evil Live had just been released around there and there's a great line on there. We're, we're doing um, We Are 138 with Henry Rollins. Henry from yes. Black yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that wonderful line there. One more fucking time, you asshole, and you die. That's right. And it's that broad sort of, you know, new chin. Yeah, 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 yeah. You believe it. Yeah. Somebody's come on stage and fucking on the Misfits. One more fucking time, you asshole, you die. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 this is my kind of line. It's like sloppy and barely on the edge of control. Yeah. Love that, and I love that's why I love the, the Al Miles Bar. And you, I'm sure you'll be able to get it on YouTube and tune into it because it is just fucking incredible. That's what we said this before in a show like, fast, the, frantic. The best, pu- the best punk in hardcore is just on the cusp of falling apart, yeah, you know, and, pre- and just hideously focused energy, yeah. You, know, you just it's just it's all energy, and it's all attitude, and all yeah, yeah, falls yeah, yeah. Out. yeah, just go for it and just destroy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what the Misfits were good at. Yeah. And that's why everyone says, well, they were shit life. No, 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 no. The Misfits were fucking incredible life because they were always just on that cusp yeah. of everything disintegrating into chaos. But they kept but it there. Kept it yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just balancing finally on that edge and they were fucking brilliant. And that's a fucking talent in itself. That, yeah, it's an unbelievable talent in itself. They were yeah. just a fucking tit yeah. live. You know, and I wish I'd been in some of those shows. Fuck yeah. Just can you imagine, like, the Misfits supported by the Necro's negative approach. How the... Yeah. What kind of show would that have been, you know? Yeah. You'd be bruised and battered and dead. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I would need, like, literally heart pills to get through them. <laughs> what I did like about their recent tour was, like, they still took out, uh, they took out Chromax, and they? Uh, yeah. Harley's Chromax. They still sort of looking out for the, the, the punk guys, like, you know? Yeah, they I are. Did, I did like that. You know, I mean, well, we're going to go see Harley's Chromax in, in Yeah, August. we are. Um, am I looking forward to it? Yeah, I am, because I want to see Harley pull it off live. Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Um, but do I want to interview Harley? Yeah, I want to interview Harley because I want to get Harley's side of the story. I want to talk to Harley. That's yeah. That, you know. Whether he'll tell us his side of the story, we don't know. Oh, I'm that. sure he would. <laughs> I hope he will. Yeah. Because it would be great to hear Harley's yeah, side would, of the yeah. story. You know, yeah. And meet the man yeah. himself and speak to the man rather than listen to the mythology. The, the he is saying. Sort of yeah, 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 yeah. Says, she said stuff. I would, yeah. That's what I want to do, you know? Absolutely. I read Harley's book, really enjoyed Harley's book. Hmm. Thought it was great. Gave a Glowing review because it's a really great read. Yeah, um, that's hell of a life to live. Yeah, hell yeah, it you is. Know? Jesus, um, yeah. But like everything, this you know, every story. There's two sides to every story, and it's six one and a half dozen the other. There is no definitive straight line or A to B to C to D. No, that's right. Sort of interpersonal relationship, especially in a band. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, we got to the climax of the Misfits. So we did. We focus on the Misfits. Your favorite Misfits song? Song. Uh, that could change daily. Honestly, it could. It could be we are one thirty eight. It could be Green Hell. It could be uh, Dingo Mania. Right. It could be fucking Queen Wasp. Right. Queen Wasp go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it could be uh, Heat Breeders. Any, honestly, any of those. Because they just are so many anthems. See that Horror Hotel or yeah. Twenty Eyes in My, my Head. Again, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just oh. Yeah. 
Shout out to Gary Pugh for doing the best fucking Glenn Danzig impression I've seen in many a year. At that, at that show last year, at Halloween. Gary. There's <laughs> always a shout out to Gary because Gary just fucking rules. Fuck yeah, man. We don't see enough of Gary Pugh. No, we don't. The world hasn't seen enough of Gary Pugh. <laughs> he's coming back. I know he is. Oh, dude's awesome. <laughs> he's one of, he, is, he is one of my favourite characters from the South Wales hardcore scene oh, yeah. ever. He's a badass. He's just funny. He's lovely. Yeah. And yeah, he's great to hang out with and speak to. Yeah. Shout out Gary Pugh. Who else we shout out then? Well, Bring it to the end Gary of the episode. Pugh, we've got to shout out Kelly Pugh because Kelly's also yeah, kind of funny. Very true. Good company. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't want Kelly to think that we were always talking about Gary and saying, there's only one Pew. No, there are two Pews. <laughs> yeah, two Pews. Gary and Kelly. There's always a Pew. <laughs> oh, you knob. <laughs> there was a joke there somewhere. I lost it. It really wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Gary and Kelly Pew. Shout out to Neil Adams, man. Oh, R.I.P. Neil. Neil, Neil we're going to miss you, brother. You, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you change people's lives. Yeah. On the good guys. Shout out to Engineer Records. Shout out Engineer Records, as always. Yeah. And shout out Eli for, you know, stepping into some big shoes and making the new Ignite album great. Yeah, man. Uh, Shout out Disney World for you. Disney World for me. And shout out to Team Wales, because you, you girls... Team Wales! The park, you were fucking amazing, and I'm so proud of all of you. Really, absolutely incredible. There we go. Yeah. Right then, until next time, until guys. Bye, ta ta Bye, guys. Movement presents...